everyone. Welcome back to China in the Caribbean podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by my friend Jack. He moved to Barbados from Guangzhou when he was seven years old. The main motivated question I have is, what was it like growing up as a Chinese person in a predominantly Black Caribbean country? So, hi Jack, and thanks so much for having this、um, chat today. Hey, Rashid, <laughs> I am happy to be here. We don't tend to discuss the movement of Chinese people from China to the Caribbean, typically the other way around. So, I guess I'm going to start with why did your family decide to move from Guangzhou to Barbados? I think like my uncle migrated here earlier when he was in.、Um, I think his family moved there to Trinidad from Guangzhou. He moved there because there there was they, I think they were trying to get away from the government, the com- communist China back then. It was it wasn't that good. So because of that, my mom my mom follow. My mom actually went to Guyana first, and then my because my uncle has multiple companies in. It's called Triet, the seasoning company. So, because he has multiple company, he met her there and took her to Trinidad, and then, you know, this eventually settled to Barbados. And how old were you when you came to Barbados? I was seven. Yeah, pretty young. Right. So your mother came to Barbados, and then you came later. So what was the time gap in your arrival? Um, I want to say she was here for like five years. Yeah, five years. She left me when I was two years old. So, what was it like growing up in Guangzhou? I, I guess with your your grandparents. Um, it it was hard, man. It was it was difficult. Um, because I had to live with my mother's side of the family. They see me as an you know the outsider of the of the cousin, because I'm not from the male male side of the family. So, because if you're from the female side of family, you are more, you know, the 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 outcast. So they don't treat you as nice as they treat you treat the male, the males of the family. So if she was a boy, then you know, then she would I I would be treated a lot better. But yeah, I I grew up harsh, man. There was there wasn't much food here when I was growing up and stuff. So <laughs> my my grand my grandparents were harsh to me, and then you you know being. Being as like the child that that they don't want, they they don't they don't you know, I don't know how to say it, like they didn't want to pay for my school and stuff.、Mm-hmm. So um because my father wasn't around either, he was in Hong Kong, and transportation back then back to you know, back to chi-、uh, back to China for Hong Kong was a long ride as well. Even from Guangzhou to to um to Hong Kong, it was a pretty long ride. So. I don't get to see my father too often. I haven't seen him until I was like five years old, and then he came back, and you know, just I want want to take more responsibility for me back then.、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I think I think it was hard.、Mm-hmm. It was really hard. <laughs> and then, so eventually, you your mother was able to bring you to Barbados. How was the that kind of like? You came here again. You're very young. How was that first arrival and early? I say early years. You were in Barbados. The the language barrier it, it was, it was always the language barrier at first. 
So when I first started in, I I didn't know any English, right? So because at seven years old, they didn't teach English in school, in primary school in China. So I I had to learn everything from start. So it, it was it was difficult because I'm because my mom didn't know much English as well when she, even though she's been here before me. So learning from my parent was a no no, and then learning from someone else it was even more difficult because. They will tell me something, and I expect me to understand it, or they will try to dumb it down, and it makes me feel less of a person. You know, like you try to dumb dumb down something, or they try to speak speak it in a dumber version, and it just makes me feel less. You know, makes me feel bad, and then I don't understand it. So there, there was no translator back then either. So it, it it was it was always language barrier at first, and it did, and it took me like two years before I can actually un- understand stuff as a child. So when I was like nine years old, I, I was finally starting to pick up some of the words and stuff, and it, it was hard because my parents were never around. They were always at work because they were working for my uncle as well when they arrived. So my my mom will be working at the factory for the seasoning, and my father will be the chef at one of the restaurants. So they, I I won't see them like I would go to school at eight. And I won't see them until like six in the afternoon uh, until they get home. So I will always come home first, even though it's illegal. <laughs> by by the way, for a child to come home to a, a, to a you know an empty house. So yeah, um, yeah. And then my and then my mom and dad would always get me like tutors and stuff at home. But it, it I didn't think that helped me at all because I still didn't understand what the tutors are saying because they all speak English. <laughs> so. I, it was really difficult. I want to say CBC helped me through a lot because of Sesame Street and like Dragon Tales and stuff. They actually taught me a lot of English. And being in primary school in Barbados and not being able to speak much English couldn't have been very enjoyable, I guess. No, it, it, it was not. It was not. I still have a little trauma from it too. Because, you know, back, back then, they... I think they believe like you know, punishment is always hit hitting the child back then. I think that's how it was. Mm-hmm. So because I didn't know what I did wrong until un- until my mom, oh, didn't didn't tell my mom. They told my uncle, and then my uncle doesn't speak Chinese as well because he he grew up in Trinidad, and his mm-hmm. yeah and yeah he didn't speak Chinese as well. So and then they had a damn demonstrate every action that I did wrong to me that and then I finally realized and I was just like wow okay so like I I would have like I get beat at school a lot I would say if not from the students I would get beat from the teacher and they, they will always put the blame on me because they know that I cannot defend myself because I can't I can't say what I want to say so there, there was that in school there, there was more bullying than, than stuff so Right, and that was primary school. So what about secondary school? Oh, and for for context, uh, everyone, in Barbados and in the Caribbean, when you turn 11 years old in primary school, it's last year of primary school, everyone does an exam on the same day throughout the country called the 11 plus exam or the common entrance. And depending on your score, you get assigned to a secondary school or a high school. So the highest scores go to the best uh, high schools, and the lowest scores lowest scores go to the worst high schools. That's that's how it works. I think some people are very surprised we still do that in Barbados, but 
Yeah, and that exam is all in English. It's a math exam, an English exam, and a writing exam all combined in one day. And how was that for you? Okay, so when I got to class four, that so I started in like class two, right? When I first reached, started in class two, and no, I started in class. Yeah, I started in class two, and then by the time I got to class four, my English was a lot better, but it wasn't. It wasn't anything that I can actually. I can't like read stuff and understand it properly. So for the English eleven plus, it was, it was very hard because I did not understand anything for the comprehension and stuff. So I would look at that and be like, "What is this?" So I I I flopped it or or I. I literally wrote back almost the exact same same thing that the, the test had, and I, I flunked that test. I flunked that. I, I I remember my score very clearly. I got thirty six in that English, um, Elan plus. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was really bad. But for the mass one, it was a lot better. And then the I think there was a composition one as well. Yeah. Um, I think there was like a picture, like they show you like six pictures and tell, ask you to you know write a composition on it. I think that was it. I think so. <laughs> you don't remember it? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think there was like six picture and told you to write a write a story on how that on how, how it's portrayed to you. And I I did not do that. I I didn't. I look at the picture and I wrote I Okay, I have a very weird memory, so I would because I know I I'm not going to be able to write that story, so I wrote the an exact story of what I read in a book and I I literally copy and paste it onto paper and you know I, I got a C for that. Because I don't think you get a, I don't think you get a number mark, you get a C. Yeah I got a C for that one as well. And then I somehow ended up at Lestavon when I when I did it. So I I I didn't know I didn't know what what I was supposed to do. I know my parents were disappointed. They would, and then when they got home, they would punish me. They was just like, "What, what, what is this? What is this B? What is this C?" There was just like B, B is not, it's, it's not you. You know, you're Asian. You're not Beijing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was that was harsh, man. And so now you're a secondary school, and again for context, secondary school is five years, uh, typically five years, or it could be seven years long. Uh, how was how was your time in secondary school? Okay, so I so coming from one one environment to the next, it was different, right? Because secondary school and primary school is totally different. So the f- okay, I'm not gonna lie, because I I have never heard these terms before because they they was just insult you out of the blue. Mm-hmm. So when I first reached, it was I was going to my class. I was trying to find the class. And the boys that would be sliming at the stairwell or, you know, under the, the staircase, they, they would, the, the first like, greeting I got was, hey, Chinese boy, your mother. They, made, they mocked my Chinese, like, ching chong this and that. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm still experiencing that today. So mm-hmm. it was, it was, a, it was, I didn't know it was racism back then that they did it. Mm-hmm. Or I don't even, cons- I don't know if that's considered racism these days, but yeah, I, 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 that was the first one I got. Um, all right, and in secondary school, I don't think I could get to sec- secondary school as much as I would like to because of the literature that they, they taught. Right. So 
because religions religious study was difficult too because they were t- teaching that and i did not understand anything about the bible because i never read it i couldn't read it i tried but then because of how the bible is written in the older language mm-hmm. i did not understand anything so when when they were showing me this it was just like how do you not understand this and that and i'm just like it doesn't make sense to me i i cannot read it it's it's not written in english that i can understand so the religion study was really difficult for me English literature was very difficult for me as well because they were teaching Macbeth to first form. Oh, yes, yes. I, I do not, I, I don't understand. <laughs> and and they didn't have anything to help me with Macbeth because that, that was, it was so difficult for me to understand what it was written on it. Mm-hmm. So that was really difficult. So, um, yeah, the, te- the teachers, I think the te- teacher just assumed I was like, like, like a field product of a Chinese or like an Asian, like wow, because mm-hmm. I have actually overheard them saying, "How can this? How can you you be Chinese and you know don't so terribly at school?" And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I, that that would make me so angry when I got home. And then my parents were never home, so I I, I just it, it makes it very difficult for me to understand. Yeah, and I think I think we first met. I want to say if fourth form level or fifth form. I yeah. Think think so <laughs> so yeah that, that was yeah, yeah I, I remember you, you were playing some instrument right yeah um the clarinet yes i remember that. i remember that that was i i i actually looked at that i'm just like wow this guy's really good <laughs> <laughs> you, you were in cadets too right remember i was yes i was yes yes i remember that, <laughs> remember that. yes okay oh and during secondary school were your parents already running the uh, the restaurant that they currently own? Um, no. I, even though I'm in secondary school, they were still working under my uncle because um, we we were trying to. I think they were trying to get more of a capital before they start their own company. Okay, and I think you went to college in Canada. Didn't stay the Caribbean for college. Yeah, I went to Canada um, when I left when I finished. And because I finished my secondary school here, I didn't get a very good mark. So I I went to Canada with Feisty at sea, right? Mm-hmm. So they they put me in college and they realized that wow, you you didn't do too well. So we, you you're gonna do over some of the high school subjects for mm-hmm. half a year and see if you pass it and then we can decide if we take you or not. So I did that. I and Canada educational system was a lot more helpful. Because they had tutors there that, if you don't understand, you go there after school. So that was a lot more different. So I I got through that really well. Um, yeah, that that helped. That actually helped me understand Macbeth more because I actually did Macbeth <laughs> in three months' time that I did, and that, I was just like, that was what I was missing. You mentioned earlier that when you were younger, you had these explicit interactions where people were racist towards you. Uh, I think we're the same age. I'm 27. I'm 28. Okay, 28. Do Do you now? Do you feel that that, that is still a problem in your life? Uh, yes, every day. And because of COVID, it's it. Well, every time I go out to the public. So, um, but because of COVID, it got it has gotten worse. Um, because of COVID, um, like when COVID first first um first arrived in Bar- Barbados. I wasn't in Barbados at the time, but when I got back like a month after, which is January, 
No, it was Feb- February of 2019. I would go in the supermarket. And everyone, like, I would go and pick up my item and go into the line. And one person would look back and see me and they would walk out the line. And everyone else would just follow. Mm. And I would just be like, wow, do I just get the front of the line? Because, you know, I'm Chinese and, and whatnot. And then someone started making racial slurs. Mm. And said that I bought it into the country and stuff, and that that was really bad. Mm. That was really bad. I I I had stuff thrown at me right. while walking. Oh. Yeah. In town. Um. There was there was twice in town and once at Marcy and Warren's. And the, the the next question: How is the Chinese community organized in Barbados? Do you have Events? Do you have special occasion ceremonies? How how was the community level? Um, the Chinese community was rather small. I would say uh, roughly around like two hundred people. Uh, do, we do do a lot of events. So I we so to to join the community, you have to join um, pay like two hundred dollars a year, or I or is it four hundred dollars a year to join the community so that we can have a gathering to pay for food and stuff. Um. We do do the, I think they have the Dragon Fish Festival every year, mm-hmm. so we mostly um, put our money towards that, so that the um, so that we can portray and and show the locals what what um, our culture is, so that we we can try try to um, stop the hate and the um, the racism for Asians in Barbados. Um, be, um, it, it was more of a, it, it's more of a side project. For us at first, but then it started to get bigger and bigger. So, and I think I think my one of my aunt is is um is the head of the community for that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Philomena Lee, I think that's her name. Yes, um, she actually helped a lot in the community, and because there there were there were the first there were the first Asian to Chinese Asian to um to come to Barbados and stay, and you know and built a community there so she i think she got a lot more respect from the locals the chinese there as well even though she don't speak much chinese but she she did help yes she did she did help a lot but when i say roughly 200 i that doesn't include like the project construction workers that that are you know that they're that they bring here because i i have no idea how, how many construction workers and stuff because I, I, I'm just assuming there's a lot, but we never see them outside of the uh, construction place. Uh, so you guys don't interact with them at all? We we are not allowed to. Mm-hmm. We are not allowed to, unless it's the, like, the head of the project m- managers and stuff. So mm-hmm. those those people will come out and interact with us because they're, they're welcome. But the workers that work there are not, they're, they're not allowed to leave the site. And so I have a question, I guess, about identity. Is that even thing people think about? How... So you're still a Chinese citizen, correct? Yes, yes, I am. Why? Why is that? Um, I'm pretty sure they want to offer me the the citizenship, but because China doesn't allow dual citizenship, mm-hmm. and I I'm not willing to give up my Chinese citizenship because mm-hmm. um in Guangzhou province, I get a lot of benefit for being Chinese at the mo- moment than um than if I were to get dual citizenship. So like every year, I get uh, I get money for for owning property or houses in my in my town in Guangzhou. 
So they they pay they actually pay you to be a Chinese citizen. I would say. So I can I can claim money here while 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 you know I'm a Chinese citizen. Well, I'm good at that. So you have to be in China. Well, not for my village. I would say. Oh, okay. So yeah, I still get a, I still get quite a bit of money from you know from from well, you know for being from my village. Oh, I did not know that. I thought you had to be in China. Okay, so you've been living in Barbados pretty much your entire life, but you still have a Chinese citizenship. But do you do you contemplate how you kind of see your own identity in terms of do you feel Chinese? Do you feel Barbadian? Do you feel some weird thing in between? That's that's a very difficult question. I would say I feel more Chinese at home because. Well, this is what my mom and father used to implement into me. They were saying, "You're not allowed to speak English to me. You're only allowed to speak Chinese with me, so that I want you to never forget your origin." Right? They're, like this is how they want us to be. They, they want us to be more Chinese at home, but when they don't care if I go out and be, you know, be anything else. But at home, I have to speak Chinese and obeys the traditions there. So um, I um un- until now I'm still speaking and because because of that straight rule, I'm able to maintain my Cantonese a lot better than than I would like to. So yeah, so I I actually I actually enjoy that rule. So even for my future generation, my children, I'm gonna see if I can pass that on because <laughs> it, it 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 is it is a lot useful than I would want it to be. So when I go back to China, it isn't there is no language barrier or anything. That can help me just get through the city and stuff, and buy what I want to eat, and I, I actually like that a lot. So when I go out to the public and meeting with other Bar- Barbadian, I try to change my my traditions and my accent, and try to have an open view. So um, yeah, my so I I even change my accent. I even change my accent when I speak to my lo- local friends. Yeah, <laughs> like I I don't. I don't know how to explain it. Like growing up, you know how the Chinese always have like the accent where where they over pronounce the mm-hmm. the end of the the word. So I, I that took me. I won't say that took me at least three years to get rid of that habit, mm-hmm. until I, I realized, wow, that's that's a terrible habit. And it was more of a mindset thing than than, than an accent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so you are engaged to a Barbadian woman, who is not ethnically Chinese. And I, I saw your amazing uh, engagement photos. I think you both went back to Guangzhou to take them. Uh, what does your family think about this? Was there any kind of pushback from the idea of you marrying a non-Chinese person? Yes, yes, there, there were a few problems. Some of them would look at her and be like, why did you bring, bring this white ghost to our family? So in, in in Cantonese, that's how we describe the um the white race and the black race. So they 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 don't they, they use the word ghost as somewhat to alienate the um the outsiders if you're not Chinese. So they they call her a white ghost, which which is common for them. But when I translate it to English, it sounds a lot a lot harsh. <laughs> so yeah, yeah Guilao in Mandarin, but I don't know the Cantonese for it. Guilo and Bakwai. Yes, so that that one. Um, I I 
I, uh, from my father's side, it was a lot more welcoming. And from my mother's side, it was it was also wel- welcoming, but like, I'm pretty sure some of them are talking behind my back. I can see the looks because human behavior is universal, right? You can always see how how they're you know how they see her and stuff. This is your family in Guangzhou. Yes, my okay. family in Guangzhou, but my family here loves her because majority of my family here is you know mixed. Actually, I won't say. All of my family here are mixed, besides my mother and six, my sister. Mm-hmm. So they they all love her. But in China is a lot more different. Um, my my uncle that I stay with is a lot more welcoming because he has actually been to Barbados before. Mm-hmm. Um, so he 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 know exactly what to expect and stuff, and he he actually showed me a lot around the city and outside of the city because it's it's very. Um, he he is very bold, so he I, I don't think he cares about what other people think. I, they, they, but this it's it's me and her. I don't I don't really care what other people think. So I, it's I, I'm gonna start a family with her. So it's it's all it's it's about me and her. I, what other people think doesn't really bothers me anymore. Have you thought about moving back to China? I did. I did have thoughts on that. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um. I would like one of my children to be a Chinese born so that I can get more benefit from that side as well. Because the, the government actually pays you, well, pays the villagers uh, to have more children now these days. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, is the one child abortion is, um, is done, right? Yeah, there's a two child policy now in general. And then there's some exceptions for minority groups, and more rural populations. I would like at least one of them to be a Chinese citizen. Mm-hmm. So that, um, because I do have quite a few land there that I want to um, pass on to my children. Mm-hmm. So if at least one of them gets it, then that's great. If none gets it, then that, that's going to be bad for me <laughs> and, my, and my father because he passed it on to me, right? right. He expects me to carry on. So um, yeah, yeah I, I would like that. I really like that. And in closing, what's the, the, the key takeaway you'd want non-ethnically Chinese Barbadians to understand about ethnically Chinese Barbadians? I would like them to know that I, I, I'm no different than you. <laughs> we, um, okay, so I want to say, like, when I go into town, they always think that Chinese people don't like black people. So, but that's not, that's not really, really true. We are, we're here to work just like you. We're here to, you know, share the same culture that we, we all live with. But just that inside our, our homes, we tend to do more Asian stuff than we do outside. So, we, I, I don't know. I like, I don't think I am much different than a bar- Barbadian than actually, than not being a Barbadian. Because I, I feel... I feel more Barbadian than I feel Chinese at most times. So that there's that. Um, I'm pretty sure if you, well, if one of your friends were to be in a call with me and I don't have my video on and they can't see me, they will assume that I'm Barbadian. <laughs> yes, right, because of the accent that I have. So it is. I, I am. I am more connected with Barbados than than I, I am with China right now. Thank you, Jack, for agreeing to have this chat. I really hope people find it useful. 
Okay, thanks a lot, Rashi, though, for taking your time, your precious time, to um, having this interview with me again. Oh, oh, oh.